Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for how you have begun with us uh, through the first session, through the first ministration by your dear servant. Thank you, Father, for that portal that you have opened over us, even through the labors of your servant, our dear father in the faith, our dear mother in the faith. Thank you, Father, for the mercy you are granting everyone who is under him to assess those labors and to um, pay homage to the speakings, the truths of your spirit, even concerning such a time as this. Thank you for what you are modeling amongst this company. Thank you for how you want to furnish this company, how you want to strengthen our persuasion, our resolve, how you want to indeed beautify us, how you want to hasten the, 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 the turnaround time in which the bride of Christ is raised on earth. Father, I thank you for the, the prayers of your saints towards this year's edition. We trust um, that you will anoint every session to bring forth uh, an addition, to bring forth a witness of the Spirit. Yes, that, was, that will um, help everyone to rise up to your expectation in the Spirit. I commit all that will be done in this session before you. I proclaim your Lordship. I come under the Lordship of your Son, our Lord Jesus. I come under the authority of your spirit. I come under the authority upon the house. I ask that you cause the, the grace upon the house to speak to your people in the might of our Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Jesus of her Thomas and Tendra Barato Veta Brista Vent to bring a tofer to push a shiver tamun into broad light. Amen and grass to vet and into broad light. A mind of rest of season at a mind of brain to bring the broad light. I'm an overrek a test as a simon delivered into broad light. I'm here, I'm an offer to stay genie and to see friend or prostavet a print of bragger than estesia. I'm on the green of gosh kevin and to librand the gosh of light. I'm in the bring the vet of rest a sisi capandali to more. even an unveiling of the Father, a gush of light to show the Father, for you to see the Father, for you to see the Father, for you need to see the Father, you need to see my Father, you need to mandali severantoli and see my Father, you need to see my Father, therefore I bring a gush of light, I bring a 
gush of light. I bring a gush of light. For I will cause you to break into the gush, even into the gush, even the gush out of the light of my Father. Oh, for the light of my Father is a stream, even a mighty stream, even a mighty stream. You need to break into that light. You need to see that light. I'm here to show my Father. I wanted to see my Father. I want you to see my father. I bring a blessing of a gusher of light. Even into the understanding and the unveiling of my father. For my father has to be known. My father has to be known. My father has to be known. The declaration of my father has to be known. Therefore I bring light. I bring light and understanding. I bring light and understanding. For you to see my father you would see my father for I would open my father I would unveil my father I would show you my father I would show the length and the breadth of my father I would show you the dimensions of my father I would show you the heights of my father I would show you the depths of my father I would show you all that pertains to my father I would make you see my father and I would make you see salvation for in seeing my father he seen salvation I would make you see my father i would open you up even into the vault of salvation you would enter into that gosh you would enter into that gosh you would enter into that gosh i am my spirit the lord saying concerning his servant i give you a tongue i give you a tongue i give you a tongue to be able to spell spell, spell my father yeah. to be able to speak 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 forth my father yeah. to be able to declare my father you need to declare him you need to speak him forth. You need to speak him forth. And therefore, I give you a tongue. I touch your tongue for to be able to speak forth, my father, and declare him for men to see. For men to see. For in seeing him is salvation. I bring light your way. I bring understanding to your thought. I bring wisdom even into your thought. Amen. For you to be able to lay, my father, Amen. and make men see, my father. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, John chapter 3, verse 35. Everyone wants to exhume some truths and bring these realities um, to us. At some season, this, these words are not realities because um, uh, they are not yet food for the soul. They are not yet what will comfort us. Uh, but these are the seasons and... Um, we thank God for such mercy. John chapter 3 verse 35. The father loveth the son and hath given all things into his hands. Amen. Verse 36. He that believeth the son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the son shall not see life. Um, so from verse 35, he was made by the committing of all things. He was talking about, you know, um, the committing of everlasting life. Everlasting life. Um, which is also all judgment. Amen. Um, we see that in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 2, um, one, of the, one of the first times the, the father did that was in Hebrews chapter 2, in a shadow. Uh, let's see verse, um, verse 7. Thou made him a little lower than the angels, and crowned him with honor and glory, and did set him over the works of his hand. Thou hast put all things in subjection on thy feet, for in that all things were put in subjection to him, he left nothing that 
was not put in subjection to him. Amen. So that was referring to Adam. Meaning the first, what the father in the New Testament was able to succeed to do in the life of our Lord Jesus, he first embarked on that project in the beginning. And that is in Eden. Um, the, the father was actually the person of the Lord God. That was the Lord God that um, had that rapport with um, Adam in Eden. Um, he brought what, what can be called the, the word of truth. James also talked about of we all, James chapter, chapter 1, of his own will had begat he us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruit. So this word, this word, yeah, this word was first brought to Adam. This word. Because it was by keeping faith with the demands of this world that Adam was meant to complete the course of everlasting life. It was meant to um, move from just having the knowledge of everlasting life uh, to inheriting it. So there was the fullness of that inheritance of everlasting life that would have made him wiser than the devil. That would have made him wise enough not to even entertain that argument. That would have made him wise enough to act on, on to re respond to the commandment God gave him the way Jesus did. So we saw the way Jesus uh, responded to that commandment in Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapter 4. He says, man shall not live. Man shall not live by bread alone. He disarmed him with that word because that was what was written. So that was, a, that was wisdom. That was a response of wisdom. But Adam did otherwise. So, he says, of his own will, and what for that is, of his own seed, and what for that is, of his own commandment. So there's a commandment when God stepped out of eternity into the realm called the beginning. When God stepped into that realm, that, that realm was a realm of all judgment. That is what they give to everyone who will commit to the demands of that seed. Who will do one thing with that seed? Deny. Because what Adam failed to do was to use that enlightenment to deny a love for that which is not true or for that which is vain. So what overcame Adam, what Adam allowed to overcome him was something that wasn't true, something that was lovable, but it, it wasn't true. So that thing was a love. Uh, First Thessalonians chapter 1 from verse, um, verse 9. For they themselves show us what manner of entering we had unto you, and how ye turned, turned to God from idols. Okay, they did this with the gospel of Christ. They did this with the gospel of Christ. It's with the gospel of Christ that you turn to God. So where they turned to, Adam was already there. It says, from idols, to serve the living and the true God. So they were to start this. So they were to start this by virtue of what they will do with those all things of God. That God will bring their way. If you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Meaning, our spirit was in Christ at new birth. Our soul is not meant to be in Christ. If any man be in Christ, 
Meaning our soul was previously in the world. But by the gospel of, of faith, by the word of faith, or by the gospel of Christ, they bring our soul into Christ. So for the Thessalonian church, they were, now, they, were now, they were now bringing their soul into God. So those are, those are the two buildings of the New Testament that the gates of hell cannot handle. They say, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. Is a new creature. All things are passed away. Those old things, they were the idols. You see, many people are not identified with the word of righteousness today. It's because of those idols. Those are the idols in the world. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. Those are the things that are in the world. Those are the things that when we have been sanctified or separated from, or when we have received the building of faith, we, we have come over them. We have come over an expression of the world around things. But of course, we know that the world also has a higher expression around things that are intangible, things that are more spiritual, things that border on the glories of this world. Amen. All things are passed away. Behold, so that new man, by God's grace, a charity company has been raised in places like um, Canada, and all that's countries of the world where the word of righteousness is being propagated. And the, the calling, the responsibility upon them, the, the vocation God is calling them to profess is to behold. So that new creature now needs to behold all things. And those all things, the next verse says, they are all things of God. So under what for behold is to acknowledge. You see that in Titus. They talk about acknowledging the truth. Titus chapter 1. Hallelujah. According to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth. According to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledgement. So it's in the cause of acknowledging truth that you actually behold the truth. That's when, under what for that is, that's when you observe a truth. In Matthew, is that word? Leave it here. In Matthew, you see that word? Observing the commandment which I have given. Those commandments, they were, the, they were captured in those names, in the, essence, in the essence of those names, in the natures, in the authority and the lifestyle that those names were meant to propagate. Amen. So it says, acknowledge, acknowledging the truth. So you can, you can hear a truth, but you have not necessarily acknowledged it. So, so many people saw, for example, uh, Isaac Newton and many scientists, they saw different objects, you know, um, obeying gravity. But one man wanted to know why do objects have to obey a law? It was when he figured out that he now called it the law of gravity, that anything that goes up will come down. is a law. The only way that law can be abolished is to introduce a higher law. So the process of acknowledging is the process of beholding. And that word for that is observing. And how do scientists observe laws? A lot of them, a lot of them, they expend their lifetime. Just like geologists, when they are um, mining and they are searching for gold, they are searching for petroleum. They do it for years and decades, and they are not weary of doing it. Because that advent, that that whole process is an adventure to the soul. Seeking and searching what is unknown is an adventure to the soul. So God had told Adam what was, un, what was the unknown. So Adam was meant to commit to it. You remember when you, when you tell children, don't, don't turn to this channel. If you have not told them not to turn to that channel, they are safer. But the moment you tell them, don't, don't watch this channel or don't watch this particular uh, CD, they will find a way 
they will find a way to, to unconsciously and unconsciously. Why? Because the, the nature of soul is to adventure the unknown. So God knew that that tree, huh? Adam could not adventure it. And that's why he told him to adventure under trees. And Reverend said something I will never forget. He said the sin of Adam was a sin of adventure. And that tendency is in every one of us. The tendency to adventure a life or a pleasure or a, a glory that is inferior to the pleasure and the glory God wants to confer to a Christ company is in everyone. The, the tendency and the longing to test power is there because it's unknown. But the only way to relate with it is to know the unknown. And that's why God told him, you know, he said, now you have known good and evil. Meaning they didn't have the stature to handle good and evil. The teachings of everlasting life that is coming away is to actually give us the judgment to handle that, that knowledge of good and evil. That's why he says strong meat belongs to them who by reason of use. So it's after you have used strong meat, your judgment, your senses will not be upgraded to be able to handle good and evil. So when our Lord Jesus was at Jordan, he had used strong meat. His senses have been dis- has exercised. That's why he could, he could respond with what is written. Because what, would, what is written has become a law in him. So he could defy the gravity of sin. He could disobey the law of sin. So he says, the, the, he says so you have the faith of God's elect. That is what separates us from the things that are in this world. And that's what bats little children. And the acknowledging of the truth. So it's in the process of acknowledging the truth that you will love the truth. You will first believe the truth as children because of that sheepish nature. We just believe. We have not yielded to the demands of the truth. It's when we submit to the demands of the truth that truth will now become in us a way. Truth will now become our life depending on the truth that is coming our way. Either the truth that is in, the fa- in Christ, the truth that is in the Father, or the truth that is in God. So that church we read about, First Thessalonians chapter 1, it talked about how they turned to God from idols. Those are those things that are in the world. This, 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 this is how a new creature will be raised. So they were, they were new creatures. In their soul, they were now in Christ. So in their soul, they now wanted to move them into the Father. Because the Father is actually an everlasting abode. If that journey is not undertaken and completed at the time, way, manner, provisions in which God has ordained a Christ company to undertake it, there there can be casualties. How you turn to God from idols? From idols. What are these idols? I said they are the things that are in the world. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. They always draw your attention to yourself. They always draw your attention to your strengths. So it takes the power in the gospel of Christ to take, to take our eyes off ourselves. And that process, when they are taking your eyes off yourselves, they are actually remitting sins. To turn to God from idols, to serve the living and the true God. So Adam was in a season of service. He was a living soul. Huh? The end of keeping that commandment of eating all the trees that are in the garden, which is what to prepare him to now eat the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, would have seen him know, know the true God, would have seen him inherit everlasting life. So it was with the sense of everlasting life that Jesus was able to handle all the temptations of the devil. Those were those all things, those all judgments. So I like what Reverend said. He said, you have the true God. 
He said, but you also have the only true God. That is John chapter 17. When you talk about this is eternal life, that they may know the, and the only true God. That means to serve the living and true God, semicolon, this will not lead to something. Huh? And to wait. So what God did and what God is doing in our generation, in that verse 9, the cause of serving the living and the true God will raise fathers. The cause of serving the living and the true God takes place when you hear that word, that which was from the beginning. Is that word that will bring a soul to the beginning. To that realm that Adam should have gotten to where he would have had full measure of joy to relate with eternal life or to relate with the, uh, the full appearance of the son. Because the next verse says, to wait and to wait f- for his son. This, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is what the likes of John experienced. Because he had kept faith with serving the living and the true God. I win the house, please. It was in the course of that service that a joy, a strength had been, become his. He had in, used that increase in the knowledge of God to go through all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. He could not relate with the promise of eternal life. So what I'm saying is that, firstly, there's a season where we can't relate to the promise of eternal life in person. You need to be a father to do that. 1 John chapter 2, verse 25. This is the promise he has promised us. So that us were mainly fathers. Because they have acknowledged the truth. They have acknowledged the faith of God. That's Titus that we read of earlier. According to, they, had, they had gone through the faith of, God, of God's elect. That's what will raise them to become little children. And they, are not, they, are, they have now acknowledged the truth which is after godliness. So those are, those are the ones who are now hoping for eternal life. So for us mainly, what we're hoping for is the Father. Why? We are using the gospel of faith to deny the world, to deny ungodliness, to shun youthful loss. To come to a place where what, what to come to a place where by God's grace many are now looking for the blessed hope. And God's someone has made us to know that looking for the blessed hope is what? Looking for the Father. So at a season, so at a season, a Christ company is looking for the Father. But for John, because he had served the living and the true God, he had come to a pedestal in the spirit. He had come to the beginning. So it's from the beginning. He could not relate to the promise of what? And that's why I said, this is the promise he has promised. So that promise, the promise is to all of us, no doubt. The promise of eternal life. But there's a, there's a time it becomes a now reality. For us, what is still a now reality is the blessed hope. Because they've taken away idols. Idols was what took our hope. Idols was what limited us, limited us from having that nature of Christ, that formation of Christ. And it's with that formation you hope for the Father. So you now hope for the Father. You now have the Father. When you have not served, you cannot come to a place where you are now hoping for eternal life. So, he now said in that um, Timothy uh, first testament that we read, he said to wait. So, the likes of John, we are now waiting for the son. And it's because of waiting for the son from heaven, first John chapter 5 was now written. He said, and this is eternal life, that we might know him that is true. And we are in him that is true. Even the true God. And we know that the son of God is come. Having waited for the sun from heaven. 
He came to them. Why? Because they are joining to the beginning. And we know that the Son of God is come and has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true. Even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. So we can see that we can't talk about the promise of eternal life without knowing the true God. I was talking about Adam. I've asked severally because that same cup awaits all of us. When Adam was in Eden, there were all manner of precious stones. He didn't have a need. If I didn't know he had a need, God had to tell him, you know, I'll give him uh, a helpmate. He was in a world of splendor. He was in a world of glory. But because of fellowship with what is not true. So what is fighting what is true is another thing that, that has a form of reality. It took the gospel to make many of us know that our needs, however real they are, are not true. Many of our needs are only real to us, are only, are only um, uh, real to us because of where our soul dwells. So the secret of Jesus' raising was that they kept espousing him to what was true, what was real. And they did so until he got to that place where he said, for this purpose was I born, to this end came I to bear witness to the truth. So he could bear witness to the truth because he had fellowship with that which was true or that which was real. From age of 12 to age of 20, and then from the age of 20 to the age of 30, they, they, they exposed what was true to him, to him. And let me say this. What is true is hid. There's a way we are to assess it. Jesus, they were trying to raise Adam not to do one thing and to do one thing. They were trying to raise Adam not to seek his own. They raised, Ad, they raised our Lord Jesus not to seek his own. He was the first man to complete that course. And the only way we can excel on that course eh, is by living by the reality of what is true. So Satan was able to convince Adam somewhere that there's something real in the glory of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Like those children I talked about have been a lot of times will be convinced when you tell them not to do a thing. The only way to address that quest for ad adventure in the soul eh, is to expose the soul to a reality of light. Because light is for... Is, is, Solomon said, light is sweet to the eyes. Some of us were just hearing the word of everlasting life, the gospel of everlasting life, the good and perfect gifts of the Father. If God had, if God had his way, we would have had, would have, would have, the reason why we're just saying is because it took time for the Lord to deal with the idols that limits us from coming to that season where we love the living, where we, where we, where we're now being introduced into service of the living and the true God. So I said earlier, God brought the word of truth because the word of truth is what was real. But what is real has its demand. You now see in Philippians chapter 2, I think verse 3 or so. He says, let everyone seek the things of others. Let's see that. Look, look at, Lord, let no, okay, verse 4, for time, of time. Look not every man on his own things. This is, this is where Adam failed. This is what the word of truth wants to 
immune us from. This is why in that same chapter, uh, in that same book of James, when he was talking about the word of truth, in the next verse, he's talking about all good and perfect gifts. So meaning what is in the word of truth are those good and perfect gifts. They are what will bring a soul from seasons of living, of serving the living God, to serving the true God. So meaning, our deliverance from what Adam came short of is in service. So what the New Testament came to do was to spell service. Because there's a yearning for greatness in every man. But greatness has been tied to service. And by, by service, he summarized service here. This is service. This is the service Lucifer fell short of in heaven. This is the service that has kept every faithful angel that kept their estate till date. Verse, verse 4. This is the lifeline of every Christ company to make it to a place where they complete the course of serving the living and the true God. He said, look not every man on his own thing. So spirits, spirits go for our eyes. They went for the eyes of Adam and then when he, when he, when he stopped fighting the good fight of faith, because that's what he did, They now, they now, because he, he was a covering over Eve, they could now reach Eve. They, they got to Eve's eyes and then she saw. Look not every man on his own things, but on the things of others. So this is the, this is a heavenly calling. To look on the things of others is a heavenly calling. Is a heavenly profession. This is what Adam fell short of. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant. So this, what, this, this, this mindset is what left, made Jesus leave the throne. This mindset is what they want to inculcate in us. So it was when this mindset was in, in, this, was, this mindset was in Jesus when he left. It was in the world when he left that estate and became, took upon himself the form of a servant. But when he now grew, what they grew in him was this mindset. A mindset to look on the, and to seek the things of others. That was why he escaped all the booby traps of the enemy. John chapter 2, turning water to wine. Why, why Jesus reacted that way? When he says he called his mother woman. You know why? He wasn't, he wasn't trying to disregard her. He was going through a bad process. And Satan wanted to truncate it. What have I to do with you? My hour has not yet come. If he had done anything without waiting for that timing and that instruction, because if we read chapter 5, it says, the son can of himself do nothing. He had not seen anything from heaven. So if he had done anything without, without that hour, without that signal, Without that commandment, without that instruction, he would, it, he, would have, he would have done it to his own account. He was in hiding, and Jesus was okay being in hiding. Many of us don't know the, the stature he had there, the power, the anointing he had there. Because the water he turned to wine, he could do it. He had the anointing to do it. But he was okay not being known. He was okay not. So his joy was not coming in what he was doing with the anointing. His joy was in, was in serving the Father. Doing that which pleases the Father. 
So he says, my hour is not yet come. John chapter 7, verse 3. His, his brethren therefore said unto him, depart hence and go into Judah, that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest. For there is no man that doeth anything in the secret. And he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world. But thank God that Jesus had building in place. He could see through this conversation. He saw death. He saw how this thing will glorify him and not the father. He saw how this thing will not show the father. So he waited for the interpretation of that turning water to wine. He was observing. You know, he didn't know all things. They gradually committed all judgment into him because of what he loved. So what the son loved, what the son loved is what? Is what the father is doing. What the father is doing, if you look at the next verse, he was talking about as the father raised the dead, what the father is doing borders on raising or building. Because also Satan loves those who are also committed to building. That's why, that's why he loved Cain that way. He gave himself to Cain. Like the Lord Jesus gave himself to Paul, who loved me and gave himself. So God is preparing us for the season of soul love. That's the season of everlasting life. It's not just love. What you do with faith will make him love you. Life and I live by the faith of, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself to me. What you not do, what we not do with what he gives to us, what we not do with this with the knowledge of this life, of everlasting life, will not determine if he will so love us. Because he so loved the world. In fact, he's in the process of doing so that they will do what? They, that, that, that's, that's process when they give all judgment. Where revelation of everlasting life will not become a judgment of everlasting life. How many of us know that we, we know many things about everlasting life? But it has not become a judgment to us. It has not become a way to us. We have not used the knowledge to deny a reality that is contrary to the true God. The living and the true God. We have not used the knowledge to wrestle. For neither did, neither did his brethren believe him. So can see pressure for those from his brethren to, to, for, him to be, for them to believe him. Then Jesus said unto him, my time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but it hated me because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. So this is, what, this is why the father loved the son. The world is a, is a building. The world, was, the world in an aspect was, was what they showed him at Jordan. They showed him the glories of this world. Why is it that, why is it that men remain restless until they own a house? Until they, they build something physical? Because there's something in the soul to be raised. Is, is there in the soul? And God, God has nothing about, he's not, he's, not, he's not objecting to us having things. It's only that, can you have the life with which you will be able to handle things? Because look at me, when you have those things without having the building to handle it, those things will become an idol to you. God will not have the liberty to tell you to, what to do with it. And when that happens, God can't move you to a season when he will actually give you life. God prefers to give us life before he gives us things. We came to God seeking God for things. He gives, in some occasions, he gives us measurements of that. But actually, he wants to give us life that we used to handle things and then so that he can now give us abundant life. 
So actually, the life to handle anything you can see, firstly, is the life of Christ. Because that's what will handle the lost around things. Then there's now, there's now, there's now an abundant measure of life to handle glory. Or to handle temptations from glory. To handle what they used to tempt Adam. So the father loved the son because of his commitment. One man that came close to Adam, to our Lord Jesus, to Adam, the, the last Adam was, was John the Baptist. I saw, some days ago I was thinking about how he was raised. They want to give us what they didn't give him. Despite the fact that what he has gone through, we have not yet gone through it. And some of us may never go through it in that manner. A man was raised with no privileges in the natural. You don't know what it is. Some of us, you're going to graduate, you're going to start any money, and then God is going to begin to tell you what to do with the money. That's when you, that's when you now understand that scripture. Let every man work that he might have to what? To give. You know, you're just meant to be a steward of it. He didn't even have that privilege of being exposed to, to be raised, to have an academic degree. Those men were high. Those men were selfless. They began to teach him about how to seek the things of others from the age of about 13. How many of our children right now can you teach that? How many, how many believers right now at the age of 30 can you begin to teach that? Teach, teach to, it's a, it's a curse in the spirit that a man will live for. And he did so until he was raised to be able to, dis- that, and that's how they raised his judgment. So that the judgment to discern the lamb only came when they were teaching him to seek the things of others. He's a profession in the spirit. He's a high call. Is that heavenly call. He says that the works thereof are evil. This is why the father loves the son. He kept witnessing to evil. See, this evil is what they want to use to tempt a Christ company. This evil is, very, is a very, very high good. It's a way that seemeth right. It's a very high righteousness. If you have not been trained not to seek your own. Verse 19. Let's see some biblical characters that God helped. Because we're talking about the father and his son. What, what exists, existed between the father and the son? The Lord has been mirroring it between earthly fathers in the faith and their sons. Let's see something here. Philippians chapter 2 verse 19. I trust to send Timothy shortly unto you. That I also may be, I also may be a good comfort when I know your state. For I have no man like-minded. I have no man who has this mind that was in Christ Jesus. Who will naturally, naturally, naturally care for your state. Because he had, he had, he had excelled in the profession of, of looking not at his own things. You know, some of us, God, God is still going to open up a season where they will bless you with some grace around help ministry. Then you now know, you will now be tempted with your own. With what is not really your own. That is just a help ministry because you now have an estate. You now see activity of anointing, doing things, move, activity of angels, you know, moving resources your way. You will now be able to entertain thoughts that they bring to sons. For all men, not some. And I can tell you right now, eh? it's not everybody that is still seeking the things of others. For all men seek their own, 
not the things which are of Christ Jesus. So the things which are of Christ Jesus, they don't, they, they, they are things that are actually real, but they are not exciting. They, are, they don't look like what you should adventure, you should give yourself to. But that's where, that's where every Christ company will lay down their life. Let's see the next verse. Quickly. For ye know the proof of him that as a son with the father, Holy Ghost permitted Paul to write this. That as a son with the father, he has served with me in the gospel. In the process of serving the gospel, some of them who are calling upon their life, mantles rested, grace is rested, anointing rested. And then they now realize something else about their ministry. About their own. They wanted to relate with Paul differently. As somebody who also has a ministry, like Paul had a ministry. Let's see the next verse. He has served with me. Okay? So, so, so the issue of service is what made, so, so meaning Jesus could have come short of service. If he had minded his own, immediately anointing man tools rested, immediately the spirit of the Lord rested, Ministry started. He now began to hear things. Jesus began to show him his own. The temptation in John, in Luke 4 and Matthew 4, was to show him you can do something of your own. You can do so. You are anointed. Therefore, I hope to send him presently. So as soon as I shall see how it will go with me. Luke chapter 16, verse 10. I say unto you, make to yourselves friends of the mammon of righteousness. Verse 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust in much. If therefore ye have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true? Itlix is in, uh, the word riches is in Itlix. So meaning, look at me. All those people that turned behind following Paul, they had not gotten this, 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 the true that God wanted to give them. It was, in, it was in the course of serving the living and the true God that they will have it. And it's in that course of service they will actually overcome that unrighteous mammon. Because it's the only thing that is stopping servants. So when you see Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3 churches, what was wrestling with them is, this, is, this, is that being. It's mammon. It was using different things. And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, what God does in a generation, he will raise another man. He will raise a man that is his. They call David. They call Moses. Moses, the servant of God. They raise, they, they just raise, they raise one. And they ask a generation. A lot of times, the dealing they used to raise that man, they can't bring that dealing in the way of others. So they expect your loyalty to him, for him to be everlasting. Yes. Do you, know, do you know there's a reason why God has not put the kind of grace that is upon our father in the faith? Upon, upon others who are even called in, into, into the ministry. There's a reason. There's a reason. It's, it's to maintain order. And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give to you what is your own? So what is your own? Is what is true. What is your own is what is true. So the father always loves those who can excel in the place of service, who can serve until, until they become like that bond servants. Who after 50 years, you know what it is? 
to serve for 50 years. And at the 50th year, you tell your master, I have the right to leave and go to do my own. I would rather serve you. They put that in scripture for some. It's a prophetic, it's a prophetic code for our generation. I have the right. I want to lay down that right. That is what everyone would do while serving another man. That is where the mammon of unrighteousness will be overcome. It says, who shall give unto you that which is your own? So they tied your own to serving forever. So you see, all those who have left Paul, they left their own. I win the house, please. So what, 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 what I'm seeing is how they bring a soul to a place where he will so love the Lord by loving his servants. One way to prove to the Lord that you love him, love his servants. Just like one way that a husband is to prove his love for his wife is to so love her like he loves himself. It's an everlasting love. Let's see Matthew, uh, chapter 5, please, quickly. For God so loved the world. There's something they extended to humanity through that soul love. That's an everlasting love. Husband loves your wife, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself. So, look at me. By the time Jesus was giving himself, eh, he had so loved Let's ask the next verse quickly. He that, okay, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. This is how that Thessalonica company were raised. You know, they had their, their faith spread abroad because of that washing or because of that separation or because of that building. That he might present it to himself. This is, this is another building. This is where they move a lively stone. When they build upon a lively stone, they make a lively stone a living stone. It's a living stone that is precious in the sight of God. It's a living stone that is glorious. It's a living stone. This is where they, so love, where they will measure out love and help the person come into soul love dimension because they expect that person to ex- extend that virtue to humanity. He that, that he may present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot ripples or blemish or any such thing, but that he should be holy and without blemish. Uh-huh. So men to love their wives as their own bodies, that he that loveth his wife loveth himself. Uh-huh. For no man yet hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it, even as the Lord, the church. Uh-huh. Look at this. The next verse, for want of time, 31. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. The next verse. This is a great mystery. That soul love a thing is a great mystery. But he, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Let's see the next verse. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife. Can you see that word? So love his wife. This is, this is, this is where they will greatly save that soul. This is so great salvation. This is, is, is in there. So you can see how easy, how easy it is to despise salvation. 
is to despise the same commandment God gave to Adam. Adam was meant to demonstrate his love to, to humanity and to God by so loving that commandment. Jesus did. By not seeking his own. And like I said, you don't know your own until the until seasons come. Until you begin, you, until you move from operating one or two gifts of the spirit to operating four, five gifts of the spirit. That's when you want you would rather want to relate with uh, those who you were submitted to, you know, you know, like like ministers in the ministry, because you now have your own. That's when you want to determine how you know, you know, you know, you know. A season was when you had not operated in some graces around the five around the help ministry. No God is still going to raise help ministry around these waters. Many will control billions. Who will relate with billions of dollars like like it's nothing because it's nothing. Billions of dollars is actually nothing. When they plant this sense, that mind, you will relate with billions of dollars like you will relate with it selflessly. You'll be so separated from it. If and when God is telling you he's bringing millions of dollars your way, you'll be, you'll be begging for him not to bring it. Because you know it's not about the excitement. It's not about you. It's a, it's a debt. Nevertheless, let every one of you particularly so love his wife, even as himself. So the question is, how do you love yourself? You love yourself unconditionally. You love yourself with an everlasting love. Bring that thing. Bring it to your wife. Bring it to your mind. That's where they're going to... That's where they are going to upgrade the mind of the formation of Christ in us to that of the Father. And it's in the process of doing so they will bring us to the beginning. Where we are going to finish the unfinished business that Adam left upon. Off. That's is from there we are not going to begin the process that the likes of John came into of eating of the tree of life. So nevertheless, let every one of you so particular love his wife even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. This is what those women of old did in First Peter chapter 3. These are, these are conversations of everlasting life. So they've narrowed it down to, to homes because God wants to come and reclaim homes. If he can reclaim homes, he can reclaim the nation. You, you, you want to know how hopeful a nation is from being read from rulers of darkness of this world, from spiritual wickedness in high places that is troubling nations. Check the homes. And that's why when you look at this company, check the, check the homes, the marriages of those in this company. You will find something that is rare in the body of Christ. And that's a signal in the spirit that there is, there is hope. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So we see in the relationship between the father and the son, we see an eternal sign. The father and his son, they have modeled something that in the ages to come will be a memorial, will be a reference. What Jesus did, did with his will is what they are preparing us to do with our will. The first man to give, to relate like he doesn't have a will. Jesus had a will. He kept praying against his will. Not my will, but thine. Something happened even in this last trip. I saw 
I saw how salvation has been hidden in the, in the, in the course of service. In the course of, when I mean salvation, I'm talking about, I'm talking about delivering you from infirmities you don't know you have. It's in the course of service. That's where they were exposed. What is a law? You know, you know, sin and death was not exposed amongst many until we began to hear the word of faith, and then dealings around the world came away. They now began to expose the love. You know, many, many, many people right now, they don't, they don't believe they love, love the world. Bring the word of righteousness their way. It will expose it. But in this season, they're not bringing another word away. Why? They want to change service. They want to bless us with the sense not to seek our own. I wrote something while I was thinking about it. I said, if we are, if we are in mindful of the Father, Mindful. Remember in, in Hebrews chapter 11, I think verse 15, the Bible about if they were mindful of where they came from. If your mind is here, you can't complete service. The patriarchs, their mind was somewhere. They were looking for a city. Their mind was in the city. What they now want to give us, even though we don't have the kind of their dealings, they want to give us what? Will make us, the Bible says, that they without us should not be made perfect. What will perfect the course they didn't finish while in the flesh, they have marked it for us. If we can have the mind they had, we'll complete that course. If we're in mind full, if our mind is not full of the Father. So, why John was able to join into that fellowship that Pastor Jeff was talking about in the beginning? Because his mind was full. I don't know whether I should ask us a question here. God knows the answer. You know it in part. What is our mind full of? Or what is our mind partially full of now? It's a good place to answer that question. You know, right now, there's a lot of excitement around laboring around these waters. It's new in the body. Even when you speak, people, people wonder. People, ah, people realize they don't know the Bible. There's a glory in it. There's a glow. There's a shining. Tongues, interpretation, there's a, there's, a, there's a glow there. Those things can motivate. Those things can inspire you to want to study the Bible, to want to know Revelation, because you know that there's a time, a time is coming when you, be, when you have a cause to share, to lead prayers, to minister. You do, many things can motivate you outside death. What, what, what motive, what, when your eyes begin to open, when they begin to, when they begin to, when, those seven churches, when their eyes, why, why were they drawing back? Because they saw that their real motivation was not death. For this purpose, for the Son of one, whatever that in my darkness, Jesus was living to die. He was living to interpret death, which is to interpret love. To have nothing of his own is a death program. Was a death program. So I said, I said, I said, thank you, Lord. If we're in mindful of the Father, that's what they are doing in this season. That's what will make us like Timotheus. Timotheus was mindful of something. That's why he was content serving. Like that look that we read earlier. He was, he was, he says, if you are not faithful in Anamas, Paul was witnessing. It will take a Paul to witness. It will take a father like John. It will take a father to fathers. 
a father to fathers, to witness to the father you are faithful. If we're mindful of the father or of the need for divine nature, before lawful things like privilege is coming the way of this company, power, graces, power by I mean power, I mean grace, graces. God's grace is increasing, whether we like it or not. It's going to draw, it's going to, it's like, like John in, um, like Jesus in the book of John that we read earlier. It's going, many things are going to draw your attention to yourself. You will now see that you need power to take that attention off yourself. Before lawful things like privilege, power, platforms, higher positions come our way, they will become weights that will easily be set us if your mind is not somewhere else. You will now understand that scripture. Every man is tempted when he's drawn of his own lust. You will now know that there's a lust around the things that are in this world. When you overcome that, you become a man. That cannot take the liver of the everlasting gospel. Why taking the liver of the everlasting gospel? Actually, the everlasting gospel, all the good and perfect gifts, will come and show you some lust. It's called the lust of men. First Peter chapter 4 calls it the lust of men. The lust that will be exposed when you're not a man. When you now have rights that you can choose not to lay down like that bond servant did. When you now have privileges. When when glory and honor comes your way, when mantles rest, you will not see a struggle to submit to some people you previously submitted to because you now have a status. You now have an edge because God is now using you in a unique way. That's when the shape of, of your shoulders, some people's shoulders will change and the way they walk. Yes. But our, what they are doing now, they want to take our mind somewhere. So when those things come, they mean nothing. They mean to us what he meant to Jesus. Jesus was okay going for that wedding, not turning water to wine. Even though he had the anointing to do it. You know what it is to have some gift of the spirit like working on special miracles, discernment of spirit, gift of special faith in operation. And there is a need for it. Like they were telling Jesus in that book of John that we read. Go to where your brethren, your brethren are. Go and show them these works. It's even a works that is exposing darkness. Jesus said, I have an itinerary in the spirit. My coordinates are determined by the Father. Not by the needs of men. It's on this last trip to America. I I saw what troubles minister. In America, why some ministers and ministries want to have a branch in America is not innocent, it's not because they want to save souls, it's not, it's because they want a name, they want a ministry presence. It's a pool that, 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 that is a pool that when you have things, when you have your own, that you're meant to, you're meant to relate like you don't. Remember in First Corinthians chapter 7, they did have things as though they do not. It's a pool that will come our way when privileges, position, power, graces come. But they want to feed us against that season so that we can bring pleasure to the Father. So that they don't become weights. So some things became weights. You saw the Laurentian church? They said they were full. 
They were increased with goods. Their eyes were not meant to be on those things. Satan, Satan because, because their mind was not somewhere else. Because their mind was not in, in, you know, you know, have not been heaved to a hev- higher heavens. Why seeking not their own? Satan showed them themselves. And the moment you see yourself, you're in trouble. The moment you see what God has done through you, is doing through you. When you if your eyes are there, you're in trouble. You'll find yourself taking a thought that you can't, that will give room for the devil. The glories around such things can unlock an innate love is there, is in every one of us. An innate love in us that we are yet to conquer. You conquer that love by seeking the things of others, by serving another man, that which is another man's. Even when they give you your own, you are still serving another man's because it's one company. Because one mind must run through all of us. So it's when I went to America. You know, even said that when you, when you go there, it's where some, some thoughts, his spirits, suggestions. Hagen said that thing. He said, No man is immune from the suggestions of the devil. All that, all that temptation you read of in Matthew chapter 4, Luke chapter 4, they were just suggestions. They don't look like temptations. We are the ones that are reading it like temptations. They look so right. But Jesus had been trained to lay down his rights. Jesus was always running away from his rights. Because he was empowered with... That's what the power of everlasting life does. It's the more you lay down your rights, the more, the more of the love of the Father, the more the Father will be endeared to you. The more he will give you judgment. Use that judgment to lay down your rights, he will give you judgment. So Jesus kept doing something, completed that cycle of laying down his rights. Of looking not for his own. Then the father, until he received all judgment. So I now saw the trouble of not just ministries, ministers, those who are in America. There is something that is outside the house. Some ministers who go to America to set up ministry, it's not the house. They have money. Some of them have houses in America. They have what have you. They have houses. But at some point in time, they are restless until they can have a ministry presence in America. When God raised his servant, our father in the faith, when God called, asked him to move to, uh, as it were, go to London, I think the, the call came around 2001. Am I correct? Yeah. Why is it that he didn't move until 2011? Yeah. Ten years. Yeah. By then, he had moved from being an, a, 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 the prophetic office to the apostolic office. Why did he have to fortify the apostolic office? For 11 years. And then years later, they will not tell him, turn to America. See how many years of building. Because what is America? Is an apostolic, is a corrupt apostolic spirit. You won't know when it's thinking through you. You won't know when you're using anointing to drive that thing. As long as you have rights. As long as you're not content serving. They should be begging you, begging you, please, please, come, please, come, please, come. You should be content. As long as you don't have the age that Jesus had at Jordan, 30 years of age. In the, he was not just 30 years old in the flesh. He had the equivalent of that age in the spirit. So he, was, he, was, he had stature for public ministry. So that's why all of us, all we are doing now, we are doing it under, under that covering. 
That's why I like what's happening in It's not just me. The Lord Jesus loves what's happening in Canada. That alignment is going to cause, it's going to cause the gospel to take over Canada. And spirit have fought that work. Spirit will still fight that work. Because the, the hope of America, the hope of Canada is in what God is doing. Through, through, through life meetings. As a platform in the spirit. You must contend. You must contend. You must contend. You must contend. Even the church in Canada, you must contend. You must fight. You must fight. You must fight. For there is coming warfare. There is coming warfare. There is coming even a terrible wind. Even a terrible wind. But fight to stay under. Fight to stay under. For there, for there is a lot that must come to you. There is a lot that must come to you. And there are lots that will come to you. There are lots that will come to you, but then fight more to stay under. 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 For the lots that will come, that is not the end. My end even for you. That is not even my end for you. That is not my end for you. For that is just but the beginning. That is just but the beginning. It is but the beginning. It is but the beginning. It is but the beginning of my work. For you are yet to get even to the very beginning of my work I am yet to start for when I start you will see it when I start you will see it I'm going to start again I'm going to start again even another phase even after your warfare even after this warfare is accomplished even after this warfare is accomplished so fight fight to stay in love fight to be of one mind fight to most importantly stay under fight to most importantly stay under fight to stay Stay under. Fight to stay under. Fight to stay under. Fight to stay together. Fight to stay together under. 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 Together under.
Honda, together, 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 Honda, together, Honda, together, Honda, together, Honda, together, Honda. For there is a grace, there's a grace, there is a grace I have set over that work to oversee, to oversee, to oversee, to oversee, to oversee, and that grace would grow, that grace would grow, that grace will grow, even under oversight, even under oversight, that grace will grow, that grace will grow, for the work over in Canada will grow and grow and amass apostolic strength, it will grow, 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 it will grow and gain prophetic wings, it will grow, it will grow, it will grow and gain apostolic might, even in the spirit, but yet stay under, stay under, stay under, fight to stay under, fight to stay under, fight to stay under, then I will perfect my work, says the spirit. I perceive there are a lot of equipping that the Lord wants to bring the way of um, many of God's servants, even on the other side of the divide in America, in um, Canada, uh, but there's, there's, some, there's a work that, that God wants to finish. There's a work that uh, when God has wrought that work in us, we'll, we'll become skillful in taking our eyes off ourselves. Spirits bring your eyes to it. People's eyes to themselves. Especially when those seasons open up. Some thoughts you have not imagined that you can take, they take it in such seasons. So I found myself saying, I know I, I so that the glories around such things can unlock an innate love. It's there. I, it's still here. They are still dealing with it. You know, when, when, when you are served, when you are sent on an errand as a servant of God, one thing, one thing that we lost through the fall was being naked and not ashamed. Before, not just before God, before their servants. It says in First John, he talked about how shall you, how, how you say you, you, you are serving the Lord when you can't serve men that you can see. And the same way I tell people, I say, how can you say you are submitted to God if you are not submitted to those who are submitted under him? Because the oil flows from the head of Aaron to from the head of the church to Aaron. Satan likes to misinterpret that thing. What I just said now, that there's an Aaron. In every company in our generation, God is raising, God is raising companies, but there's an Aaron in the sp- There's an Aaron in our midst. You need mercy to discern, to discern the Aaron of a generation. You need to be looking for something else outside your calling. What God has called you to do. Your mind must be somewhere else. So I've been seeing how the Lord has been train, trying to train me to be naked and not ashamed. So for example, when I traveled and I came back, I had to, I told God, I said, ah, this and this are what some people gave me, money-wise. This, is, this and this are what I was giving. So somewhere, I wasn't struggled to, to do that. I've done that. I think on an occasion, I think I didn't do that. But I j- just came to me again. I should, of, of course, the, the, the excuse or just question that someone have that, should be going to pay your tithe. <laughs> I saw that that would take away a ground of confidence, of, 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 is a right I felt I should surrender. It's not even a right in the first, first place. 
if I do otherwise, that, most likely that's what Jesus would do. And when we don't do what Jesus would do, Satan blames us. Because he's telling, he's, he's, he's telling the Father that this, this life you're offering them, they don't want it. They don't want to live like Jesus would live. So I saw that by so doing, you die to an attachment. Because, see, see you, you can overcome Naira, but you, you, you've not necessarily overcome dollar. It's two different things. <laughs> overcoming dollar is not overcoming that fiscal, the, the, the monetary. It's, it's, it's overcoming the God, the God that is using it. So there are some things you would do in the course of service that will detach you from it, that will separate you from it. So all gl- the glories around such things unlock an innate love in us that we are yet to conquer a love for the unknown that wants to limit our soul from becoming a temple for God in due season. So there are pools that will be coming away in this season. Expressions and temptations from the world. By the world, I'm not talking about from the things that are in this world. I'm talking about things that put on the things, things, in season when they are initiating you us into dominion, we will now begin to see some other dominions. What pulled, and Satan took Jesus. Why was Satan able to pull him? That's how they took it. Adam was also taken that way, but he did not resist it. There are some things that, that don't look interesting to resist. There are some things we will find ourselves not just being taken by, but we will find ourselves being enticed by if we are not sedated with these words. Thank you, Lord. So there are pools, expressions, temptations from the world that only show up when you have been financially empowered. When you are not the CEO of a company. How many of us are CEOs of, of a company that is, is, you know, is a multi-million dollar company? There are some pools that will show up now, then. But they want to feed us against that season. When we have been financially empowered or when we have acquired privileges. Graces, giftings, and such are the seasons when the everlasting father, true fathers in possession of the divine nature, will warn us not to love the world. John was, his audience were little children, young men and fathers. Because there's still something about the love that, the world that can be loved. There are still some offerings the world has not yet brought, or the God of this world has not yet brought. And until we hate it like Jesus did. Jesus, he says, in that John that we read, he said, he said, I testify of his works. So there are many works and operations of the world that we had to discern. They had to show John the world in the spirit. They revealed mystery Babylon. He marveled. He marveled with great admiration. Hallelujah. And such are the seasons when what we aren't looking for will come looking after us. When we will realize we need the divine nature to relate with things that pertains to privilege, power, position, platforms in the way that Jesus did. And those are when we will see why the nature of iniquity is an unknown love, an unknown adventure that we're here to hate. And that's when we're also going to see our imperfections. It's in service they show us. That's why he talked about Epaphroditus. He said, I have no one like him. Epaphroditus, yes. He talked about he was, a, he was a servant for all. It was in the course of service. He fought some things about his rights. 
He said he called him. He called him um, uh, a fellow servant. Philippians chapter two somewhere. Amen. And that's the season. I have no one. It's necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother. Paul had the liberty to call him my brother. My companion in labor. This thing meant nothing to Epaphroditus. This, this, this commendation, this praise. Because of what he was looking for. My companion in labor. And fellow, if you find that he didn't have that kind of apostolic grace or maybe some anointings. He was just a servant, a born servant. And companion in labor. And fellow, so, fellow soldier. But your, your messenger. And he that ministered to my wants. This man was content with this. I can tell you, this, this, man, this man must have, in his, with, with this commendation that Holy Ghost allowed Paul to write, he must have come to a season where he also laid hold of eternal life. God wants to raise all of us to have this, this in our spiritual resume. Where you are not, where, where you don't outgrow errands. You see some of our pastors? We don't think of a time when when, 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 when we we'll, we'll grow to a place, you know, sometimes when, when we are doing some things and then say, ah, you are, you, like the idea of time I used to drive daddy to trips. I still feel like doing that, but he, he's saying, he said, no, 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 it's about going it. That should be the mind. That should be the mind. I should not feel, oh, because I'm now so and so age, I'm not handling this responsibility, I should not be able to drive reverend. This, I should not have that mind. So this is when we're going to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. It's in this season. To, to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God is to do those things that we confront. That independent spirit is there. It's in the, it's in the, it's in the course of serving until you, you become a born servant that you surrender that thing. And spirit can, they know when that thing is there. And that's what it is to tempt us. To humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God is to do those things that will confront that independent spirit within us. Things that will make us of no reputation before ourselves and before men. That's how Jesus also emptied himself. So Jesus' secret was that he saw himself as nobody. So he could always submit to the father, to the commandment of the father. He wasn't seeing himself as he was, he had the spirit of God upon him. He wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't seeing his, his exploits in, his, in, the, in, in the, you know, in ministry. He wasn't seeing those things. What he was seeing was the joy that was set before him. What he was seeing was the judgment of everlasting life that is meant to fully inherit. What he, what he was seeing was how he's going to finish the works of the Father. Amen. While doing so, we'll find ourselves laying down those rights that we can always defend from the letters of the scriptures, that we can always assert while holding on to our will, and that we can always justify with our natural mind. Even with a spiritual mind that is not yet divine. I saw that even when you are spiritual, there are still some things you can justify. As long as you don't have the judgment of everlasting righteousness. So that's why the safety in the temptations that will come away in the most holy is to be able to fall back on fathers who have that judgment. That's the only immunity. Because you are still seen darkly. You need the judgment of somebody who has journeyed in the unknown. The Lord is bringing another season upon us. The way 2022 ended shows that uh, the Lord has heaved the standard. The Lord has heaved his expectation. The Lord is not waiting for every, anybody. The Lord waited until he could raise a son, his son, our Lord Jesus, and he was satisfied with him. 
It, just that one temple, that tabernacle, Jesus, the Father was satisfied with him. A generation. Something he can raise just two and he will be okay with them. He wants to raise many. <laughs> but my confidence and our consolation is that we will be one of the many temples he will successfully raise. Amen. Many of those who will complete this course, that, that, that course that Adam did not finish, despite having the privileges and honor, despite having that estate called Eden, God proved to mankind that in our Lord Jesus, without having all those privileges, a man can serve me to the uttermost. A man can bring me pleasure. A man can live strictly by the cords of my will. A man's life can be governed with what is written. And I believe we're also saying to God we belong to that generation. We belong to that generation that will, not, that will be quick to lay down our lights. That will seek the things of others. That will seek another man's until we overcome unrighteous mammon. Can we just bow our heads in appreciation to the Father? Thank you, Lord. These words we have had will try every one of us. They are going to change the order of service. They are going to bring graces, anointings upon our way. And the Lord expects that the immunity we receive by, by these hearings, by these speakings, will, will save us at that hour. A time is coming, God will permit some temptation. Like they permitted Jesus to be led to be tempted. Why? He had been fed. And he had, he had used what he fed, what he had been fed with, he had, it had become his, a, a life to him. It had become his judgment. So it was safe for the father to allow him to be tempted. A time is coming we are going to be tempted by the same evil spirits that tempted Jesus. Why? Because the judgment that they gave to him are being given to us. And that's the time when heaven expects us to, to bring them pleasure. To respond like Jesus did. Not to touch our will, but to lay down. May that be a portion in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. For we have asked and prayed in Jesus' name. Amen.